Okay, we are joined now by Linda Goodsmith, and she is a remarkable individual. I just met her recently, got to know her. She is an SAS, she is an educational reformer, she is a really great writer, and she's a very concerned grandmother, which is probably the most thing that she is, the one most important thing that she is, concerned very much about the future of education in America and what's going on. And one of the reasons I'm really so pleased to have you on the show, Linda, is that so many people who talk about education, including many of the circles I run in, we see it as an American problem. We fail to realize that this is a global issue. And some of the most coherent arguments I've ever made, uh, I've ever read about globalism come from your essays. So talk a little bit, if you can, to us about what is the connection between globalism and what's going on in American public schools? Okay, well, uh, first, we really need to define the term globalism. So everyone knows what we're talking about. And globalism is a supremacist replacement ideology that seeks to reorder the current world order of 193 sovereign countries into one planetary unistate, ruled by themselves, of course, through the auspices of the lethally corrupt United Nations. So to really understand what this means, the globalist unistate it is a seismic merger that recognizes only one nation, one race, one language, one culture, one religion, one educational curriculum, one digital currency, one digital ID, and even one gender. And the infrastructure for one world government already exists through the United Nations and its institutions like the World Court, the World Bank, and the infamous World Health Organization, and even UNESCO, the United Nations Educational, Scientific, and Cultural Organization. So people really, really, really need to understand that globalism has declared war on the nation state, and it cannot succeed unless it collapses the United States. So my perspective is that wars are, I always look at history, wars are fought over natural resources. Traditionally, land, water, oil, gas, minerals, but this war is being fought over the most precious of all natural resources, and that is the children. So globalism's war on the nation state is a war on children because children are the future of every society on earth. And this is not a traditional war, Duke. Uh, globalism's asymmetric war on children is an information war and a psychological war. And it seeks to replace parental authority with the authority of the state. It is absolutely revolution without bullets. Uh, it is so malevolent. You know, I, I, I tell my husband all the time that these globalists are psychopaths and they're megalomaniacs, but they're not stupid. This is a long-term, well-funded, well-planned operation. And they are seeking to destroy, they have to collapse the United States in order to achieve one world government. I think it's a great overview. If we were to go down and narrow that a little bit, we know, including people think that when J Donald Trump was the president, that all was well with education. We know that Betsy DeVos actually 
strengthen ties between American education and globalist initiatives from UNESCO during her time. So this is not a Republican-Democrat issue. Going back how long, would you say, in, in modern Decades. times? Decades, Decades. right? Decades. In fact, the, the last book that I wrote, The Collapsing American Family, From Bonding to Bondage, there's a whole section on how unbelievably corrupt the American uh, education industry is. And um, it, it really gives a lot of important information. But what I want people to really understand is that the globalist war on America is a war of attrition. I'm 74 years old. My generation of patriots is dying. My children's generation of woke millennials is transitional. The globalist target is the grandchildren and the great-grandchildren. And public education is the weapon of choice in globalism's war on children because the enemy knows that education is a business. And the classroom is where they can produce the desired product for the globalist planetary unistate. And the unistate needs a workforce of dumbed-down, illiterate, non-thinking, submissive workers. I mean, Duke, this is all-out assault on children's minds, their bodies, and their identities. So children are no longer being educated to excel in American schools. They're being groomed for life as indentured slaves in the planetary managerial state where they will own nothing and be happy. Really? I don't think so. I think it's, it's remarkable how when you understand it from this point of view, a lot of the pieces fall into place. So for instance, would you argue that the American teachers unions are co-opted by this movement or they're just ignorant pawns? Uh, obviously, clearly, uh, our current Department of Secretary Education, uh, Cardona, is one of these people, right? Oh, from the, 100%. 100%. I mean, 100%. When uh, uh, Jimmy Carter established the uh, Department of Education in 1979, that was the end of American education. It's gone continually left, 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 and it's politicized, and they are a thousand percent part of the problem. And, um, you know, the teachers' unions are no different than the other unions in this country that have been um, radicalized and politicized. But I think that what I really, really want to stress, because this is a show, we, we don't have a lot of time, is that Americans, particularly parents of young children, must recognize globalism's war on America. Because until the American people acknowledge that we are at war and adopt a wartime mentality instead of a peacetime mentality, they will not understand what is happening in America and will not be able to protect themselves, their precious children, or defend the country. I mean, first of all, none of this would be possible without the colluding globalist media because they are absolutely corrupt. And, you know, Trump was right when he talked about fake news. I mean, this is a psyop. It's an informational war. And people really need to understand that because um, it's happening, it's now, and ignorance is not a survival strategy. It just isn't. Denial is not a survival strategy. So that's, you know, it's, it's 
this is difficult. It's very, very difficult for the civilized mind to process the malevolence of this because it's out of bounds. Like people cannot believe that our educational institution, our medical establishment, our political has been so politicized that um, we are really, really teetering on collapse. And parents, people have got to understand what is going on or they cannot defend themselves. And, you know, when you think about it, um, when you understand the globalists, their long-term ultimate objective is eternal life via transhumanism. So that is the reason why children's sexual identity is being attacked. Now let's think about this for a second. A sexual identity is the most primary identity of every human being on this earth. Everyone knows when a baby's born, it's a boy, it's a girl. That is the cry heard around the world. Globalism seeks to eliminate these differences because it prefers a genderless population. And that is the reason why schools are now insisting on the absurd genderless pronouns. It is absolutely malevolent. I mean, when you think about it, words matter. So if children learn about life and they learn concepts, they learn how to identify things by the language, by the words that are connected to them. So if they're not allowed to use individual pronouns, I, me, he, she, and they're only taught globalist collectivist pronouns, we, they, them, they can't even think about the concept. It is so, this is child abuse. It's abusive on every level. So, I mean, words matter. And when, when people really understand like the gestalt of all of this, they understand that to transcend means to go beyond. So transsexual, that means to go beyond the binary male, female, biological definition. Transgender, that means go beyond the binary male, female, psychological definition. And transhuman, that means to go beyond the definition of being a human being. So for the globalists, this is unbelievable. It means evolving into the singularity. And the singularity is when man and machine become one. That is the threat of artificial intelligence and the whole idea of, you know, implanting people. And, you know, it sounds like science fiction, but these people aren't playing, Duke. This is real. And when you understand that the infrastructure for this is already in place, it's an unbelievable threat. And people better wake up because globalists are not only the enemies of the state and they're not only the enemies of children, they are the enemies of humanity itself and they must be stopped or they will never stop. You, and, you mentioned science fiction. I mean, I don't know if you've ever read C.S. Lewis's That Hideous Strength, which is uh, it, it, back in 1941, it predicted almost all of this uh, in a very frightening way what was coming down the road. So there's a lot of history. Let me ask you in the time that we have left, two quick questions. One. To what degree would you argue this globalist takeover is clearly a socialist takeover? And number two, uh, is, is 
what we're seeing in the public schools with regards to sexuality and not just the trans sexualizing of children, but the hypersexualizing of children help explain how that fits this paradigm as well. Well, the, the, the idea of the socialists for me, to me, they're just the useful idiots of the globalists. I mean, socialism is the stepping stone to globalism. Globalism is socialism on steroids. I mean, Karl Marx never even thought about, this is worldwide, comprehensive. And what socialism and globalism and all these isms have in common is the centralization of power. So the more centralized the power is, the more tyrannical the government becomes. And we're talking about planetary governance. This is, to me, it's just beyond the beyond because, you know, people are thinking about Democrats, Republicans. No, that is not the argument because traditionally and historically, the divisions between Democrats and Republicans in the United States politics was what was best for the country. No one ever considered dissolving the country into a planetary unistate, but that's what globalists are. And there are so many globalists in the Democrat Party, and the rhinos are just as bad because between the radical leftist Democrats and the rhinos, they will establish the uniparty, and that's globalism. So I don't know. All I know is no one can defend against something that they don't understand and can't see. So for me, my greatest um, uh, ambition is consciousness raising. I want people to see what's out there, to understand what the motivation is. This is really serious. I mean, and, and our, my grandchildren and the great-grandchildren, if this continues, these kids will never understand freedom ever in their lives. They'll never know any different. They will be indentured slaves in globalism's feudal, binary, uh, managerial state. It's a return to feudalism, Duke. It's, it's rulers and rule. It's, it, it's monstrous. Absolutely monstrous. In the short time we have left, I think that's a, re- a really fantastic opening way of explaining to our audience the connection. C- could you comment a little bit about why they are not just transsexuating our kids, but sexualizing? What's the benefit to the global state of sexualizing ch- children at four and five and six years old? Because it's utterly destructive. Absolutely utter destruction. I mean, children are the most precious of our natural resources. They are the most precious people on this earth and they should be protected. And children that are hypersexualized and abused in this way, um, it, it destroys who they are and that's the goal because it's globalism's war on children. Wow, I mean, this is a lot to digest. I hope, Linda, you'll come back and see us again. This, is, I, this I imagine, being a series of really important talks, uh, but it's a lot to deal with. And I think I'm so grateful for you to drawing these links because without those links, people don't understand what possible reason there could be for this. So Absolutely. It's the forest in the trees. People, if they only focus on, a for, on one tree in the forest, they don't see the, they don't see the forest. And that's the problem with most political analysis that at least I read now. Everyone's got their own little um, 
place that they're most concerned with. It's a tree. But globalism is the forest. And the globalist threat to individual sovereignty, the sovereignty of a human being and national sovereignty is, this is the, the threat in this century and this moment in time. And we better wake up. Linda, thank you so much for your articulate explanation. We'll look forward to having you on again soon. Thank you for your time today. 